lepers uh, lifted or raised their voice saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. It's interesting that they used the term master. This was, a, ter- this was a, uh, a term that usually Jesus' disciples called him master. If you've seen the Gospels, most other people called him good teacher. But again, it's interesting that they used the term master. They believed that Jesus could help them. They believed that he had something that they needed and he was, uh, had the ability. Perhaps... We don't know for sure. Perhaps they had heard about other lepers because word travels. You know, we didn't have all the social media, or they didn't have all the social media and the communication abilities that we have. But word traveled, especially uh, good news and bad news. It traveled fast. So perhaps, I don't know for sure, perhaps these lepers had heard how Jesus had interacted with lepers in the past. Uh, Jesus' uh, previous experience with lepers and is found in Luke 5, verses 12 through 15. While Jesus was in one of the cities, behold, there was a man covered with leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. And Jesus ordered him to tell no one, but go and show himself to the priest, and make an offering for your cleansings, just as Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But the news about Jesus was spreading even farther, and large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. So again, I would say, and again, I don't know for sure, these lepers had probably heard about what Jesus had performed, what he had done to other people that were in their same condition. And again, word traveled. Flip back to Luke 17. Let's pick up in verse 14. Luke 17, 14. When Jesus saw them, the lepers, he said, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Notice again, focus in on go and show. Uh, the normal procedure when a leper was cured is that he would go and show himself to the priest. The priest formed in, in many ways in a spiritual or religious aspect, but also for the, the nation, he was also a health inspector. And he would examine a leper if, if they thought they were cleansed to make sure that they were okay. So put yourself in the situation. Let's, let's pretend that these lepers had heard about the previous experience Jesus had with the lepers earlier in Luke 15. They realized that Jesus healed them immediately. So when Jesus says, uh, go and show yourself to the priest, you know, they're kind of thinking, well, you know, I don't see a lot of change. I, I, I'm st- I can't go to the priest. Uh, I'm not cleansed. So again, notice what's going on in their mind. And also, as the text says, as they were going. See, Jesus allowed these lepers the opportunity to act on faith. And that's what happens in many of our lives. We don't, we don't have the whole story. We just may have part of the story. But we need to act upon faith. In fact, a personal point to ponder, this is from the Life Application Study Bible, is your trust in God so strong that you act on what He says even before you see evidence that it will work? Let me repeat that. Is your trust in God so strong that you act on what he says even before you see evidence that it will work. That's faith. Faith involves action. 
Uh, again, we have to have uh, the person we're trusting in, Jesus Christ. But again, our part is to act, to respond to God's word. And this was the word of God. Look again at verses 16 and 17. Excuse me, look at verse, uh, verses 15 and 16 of Luke 17. Now one of them, one of the lepers, when he saw that he had been healed or cured, turned back, glorifying or praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his feet, excuse me, he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him, and he was a Samaritan. Again, some additional information about Samaritans, as you recall from the map. The Samaritans were a mixed people. They were offspring from Jews who intermarried with people the conquering Assyrians transplanted uh, after the northern kingdom fell. You know, there, there was a falling of the northern kingdom, and the, uh, the southern kingdom uh, fell at 586. Uh, again, the Samaritans did not worship in Jerusalem, but had built their own temple on Mount Gerizim in their own country. So the Jews saw themselves as pure descendants from Abraham. And this is not a popular term, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be offensive, but they, they, they considered the Samaritans as, as half-breeds. And again, they were, they were pure uh, descendants of Abraham. The, the, the Samaritans were impure due to having intermarried with the Assyrians. So that's why devout Jews, they would not go through Samaria. Uh, they would go to the east of the Jordan River when they were traveling uh, from Galilee uh, down to Jerusalem. So of the ten men that were healed, uh, nine were Jews and only one was a Samaritan. And notice in verse uh, 17 of Luke 17, then Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but the nine, where are they? And again, this is so typical of Jesus' ministry. This is typical uh, with what happened with the Jews, the ones that consider themselves pure descendants of Abraham. They were willing to take the blessings of Jesus. If Jesus wants to feed them, I'm there. If Jesus wants to cleanse them or cure them, hey, Count me in. But many times when Jesus revealed himself as the promised Messiah, as the answer to the Old Testament prophecies about who the Messiah would be, they, they re rejected that. But again, as uh, uh, Pastor Carl mentioned from Isaiah, Isaiah mentions many prophecies about the Isaiah and cleansing people, especially leprosy. This is unheard of for a leper uh, to be cleansed, again, that was evidence that Jesus was the promised Messiah. Look at verse uh, 18 of Luke 17. Jesus says, And no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. So again, the nine uh, Jews were willing to take the blessing and go their way, but the one foreigner, the Samaritan, came back. He gave glory to God and expressed his gratitude, his appreciation to God. Look at verse 19. And Jesus said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Now again, Jesus tells them, and again, they were being obedient. Jesus said to go and show yourselves to the priests. They, they were obedient to what Jesus said. But again, I think something else happened here too, especially with this Samaritan. I believe salvation occurred. Not only physical healing, but I think spiritual healing. We don't have time to go there, but the verb uh, translated made well in uh, uh, Luke 17, 19 is also used for salvation. If you recall uh, Zacchaeus in uh, Luke 19, 9 through 11, 
it says, uh, salvation has come to Zacchaeus because Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. So what we have here is 10 men were saved, excuse me, 10 men were healed, but I believe one man was saved. One man's relationship with God was restored. Now this passage here has many applications for us today. And as we can look at them, uh, there's an application for believers and unbelievers. If, if you're not a Christian, this same Jesus can forgive you and cleanse you of any sin. His gift of salvation is freely given to all who ask him to be saved. Again, Jesus wants to heal us not only physically, but spiritually. We have a sin problem that only God can heal. And again, this same Jesus uh, can, can restore that. If you are a Christian, perhaps you're like me. Uh, sometimes I suffer uh, from spiritual amnesia. I forget the Lord's past blessings and his previous interventions through answered prayer. I am quick to pray and I'm slow to praise. I enjoy the gift, but sometimes I forget the giver. I go, I go on my, my, my merry way. I wish I would have done this years ago. Uh, one of my mentors said you need to keep a prayer a journal of what, what Jesus answered. I think, I think it would be incredible. We all have our life stories. We have, how, uh, we, we have instances of how God and God alone intervened, and it's incredible. I think we all have downtimes. During our downtimes is when we need to look at our prayer journal and see what Jesus has done. So again, uh, an attitude of thanksgiving uh, is an attribute of the people of faith. Thankfulness depends on more than what we have. It's realizing where our blessings come from. Thankfulness is gratitude, a response to someone who has met our need. This event in Luke 17 demonstrates how one should respond to God's mercy. Faith responds to God's goodness and publicly acknowledges his work. God's goodness ought to be the deepest source of our thankfulness. Everything we are or possess is a result of the Lord's goodness to us. You know, we, we especially down here are stewards. We think we may own something or we may pretend we own something. God owns it all. We're here for a short time because whether uh, we go to be the, uh, with the Lord in death or um, perhaps in rapture, I don't know. We're going to leave behind things. We can't take it with us. I don't know who said this. Uh, you may know Pastor Carl, but uh, I've never seen uh, a hearse uh, uh, with a U-Haul trailer behind it. You know, you, we, we can't take it with us. So again, everything belongs to God. We're just here for a moment in, in time as stewards. So as we respond to God, God's blessing can be appreciated or underappreciated. His graciousness is often ignored and underappreciated. If people do not give thanks quickly, they usually do not do so at all. And I don't know about you, it's, it's getting to where we don't uh, write thank you notes anymore, but I, if I do want to send someone a thank you note, I have, to, I have to do it pretty immediately or I'll forget about it. We're, we're all so busy. So again, when God is good to us, we should respond. Thanksgiving uh, during the month of November is not the only time to be thankful. As Christians, we have been greatly blessed. God deserves our praise and thanksgiving on a daily rather than an annual basis. So to be thankful involves being thankful. I want to put that thankful word in the, in the dictionary. You know, word doesn't like it, uh, but again, uh, thankful is what we need to do as we uh, recall God's blessings. As you reflect on the blessings of, of God, a natural response is a heart filled with gratitude. So there's many blessings. Uh, just to maybe per stimulate your thinking, I first of all uh, think of salvation. 
Uh, salvation is a wonderful blessing to thank the Lord, not only uh, probably every day of your life, but especially around the time of Thanksgiving. Also, think of God's Word. Uh, I, I look at people around me, and, it, it, and you probably do too. Isn't it amazing? How, how can people live without the Lord, and especially His Word? Uh, every time I, I look at a passage or study a passage, I thought, you know, I didn't see that before. That's incredible. I may have read, read that 20 times, but the Holy Spirit does bring to mind uh, the truths of God's Word at so many appropriate times in our lives. Also, answered prayer, as I recalled. Uh, we just need to remember and reflect, uh, especially when, when the times of doubt come our way, how God has answered and dealt with us personally in the past. Our family. Our family... Uh, is a great blessing. Uh, you, you, may, you may have heard uh, uh, comedian Jeff Foxworth. He says, everybody's family is crazy. But again, uh, we are blessed in many ways, even during the, the, the not crazy times and during the crazy times. And also for our friends. As they say, you, you, can't, change, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. So again, we can choose uh, godly friends and also reach out to other people. Also for our health, we take that for granted until something happens and we can be uh, grateful for the, the, the times of health that we did have. And also for work. Uh, work is not a curse, uh, even though it, it, it appears to us at, at times. Work, work was involved uh, in God's creation prior to the curse. So again, we're privileged to have work and especially as believers to be involved in God's work here in, in, uh, on this earth. Also for our church, is, is this church like five years old? Just about five years old. You can just look back and, and just, just reflect on how God has answered prayer, how he's blessed, how he's provided. Uh, again, uh, it, it's just amazing. Uh, just the small things and the large things that he does on a constant basis. For our country, uh, many, many prayers uh, were answered earlier this month for our country. And God's people uh, were a part of that. Also for events, uh, we have milestones in our life, we have uh, uh, weddings, uh, we have baby dedications, uh, we have anniversaries, and those are just special times that God allows us uh, to appreciate, again, His goodness and the privileges, the benefits we have as His people. And then there may, may be other things. So as, as we respond to God's Word, uh, we've got to remember we owe Him all, He is all we need. Uh, life with his blessings, eternal life, and all we know and experience flow from his goodness. To acknowledge him with thanksgiving is pleasing in his sight. So in response to, God, to God's word, uh, I, don't, I don't know, there, there, there may or may not be an active microphone, but some of you just may want to just give praise to God. Uh, I think we've got a few minutes. Let's, let's just take a couple of minutes. If there's something that you'd just like to praise the Lord for, uh, you can do this uh, privately. But if, if God has prompted you uh, to praise the Lord, we do have a microphone. And it was someone just like to render praise publicly for how God has been gracious to you uh, this year. Thanks, Kathy. Because I think we all have a lot of things to be thankful for, but we are slow to be the first ones. I'll be the first one. Um, I'm thankful for God helping us with transitions and decisions this time last year. We didn't know where some of our kids were going to go to college, how that was going to work. God has seen us through that. I'm thankful we just got back from Mayo Clinic. We don't have answers, but one of the things that came out to us is we were in the doctor's appointments, a long one, and they were talking about how their wait time to get in is 6 to 12 months. And I said, we got in in six weeks. 
and they did not know how that happened. And I said, we, had, we prayed. And they said, obviously. Isn't that neat? I was so glad, even in the midst of that, God showed he's at work. Um, is it okay if I, I must say something that I want to pray to? That's all right. So um, this year I've experienced some health issues. So it's the first time I've ever really had to pray. Well, I prayed for my kids when they were sick and when they were little, but for health things. And then also, um, and God has answered many of those prayers and then um i have had the death of my best friend and uh god is so good because even in the midst of that i just this week got to help deliver a baby (laughs) and i didn't really deliver i was the videographer of the birth (laughs) but it was precious that god has shown me death and life and the cycle and he's there through all of it he answered the details of the death situation and the birth and he's just sovereign over all that so i just wanted to say thank you to him lord i just thank you that you are um over all things you're the god most high and you're a faithful god and so we thank you lord we give you praise and pray that we would see that in the new year especially lord and in our country too thank you god thank you someone else Okay, what's wrong with this side of the room? <laughs> All right, got Mike. Got a lot of things to be thankful for. Um, and uh, most of you know the, the biggest one is uh, sitting right over here. Um, this year, God's blessed me enormously, just like many years in the past. Um, we had our first anniversary. Uh, this year, uh, I worked at a company for 11 years. I changed my job. For any of you who have uh, ever changed your job after being at one for so long, you know how terrifying that can be. Um, but he gave me a new job that's wonderful for us. He gave me uh, the strength through my amazing wife who supported me through that uh, difficult uh, wonderful and difficult time at the same time. Um, he's uh, granted us the, a new house, uh, so it would seem. Uh, so it's just many wonderful things going on in our lives uh, this year. He's just been very gracious to us and uh, to those around us as well. So I, we wanna, I want to give thanks for those things. Thank you. Anybody else? Anyone else? Pastor Carl, would, would you close us with prayer? He's got a microphone coming. Lord, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for the reminds us again of your mercy, which we have experienced so much. We look back from the beginning of this church to this point, and we've seen again miracle after miracle of how you've worked in ways we thought would never happen. And yet you continue to show your love and your mercy and your power and your strength. Lord, for all that you've done, we're so grateful. We pray, Lord, that as we get ready now for Thanksgiving, we be open, that we be have a, such a sense of your presence to recognize that who would we, who could come in the presence of the God, of the creator of this world, 
And yet, Lord, you call us to come into relationship with you. And so all for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're yet going, going to do in our lives, in this world, we give you great praise. We love you. We thank you. We just thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.